Healthcare for Hobbits. You're in the right place, folks, because this is where the money is. I'm Allison Southwick, and I am here with Michael Douglas today. How you doing, Mike D? Uh, pretty good. I, I like Lord of the Rings reference. You know, Tolkien got me through middle school, so... Uh... Well, for anyone who does follow healthcare, they're going to know that we're talking about Shire PLC, and they're not actually an HMO for hobbits, as I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> they are, however, having a very, very bad day, as if the eye of Sauron has just landed uh, upon just, them. We're just going to go for it. Well, I don't know. I'm no, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm down reaching. with that. No, all right, fine. Well, then we'll see, we'll see how well you work in some Lord of the Ring references here. And everyone at home who's listening and watching can just roll their eyes with every last one of them. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, the news is that Shire PLC, which is a biotech based out of the out of Ireland. Uh, yes, Ireland. Well, then they they got their headquarters in in uh, in the UK as well. So okay. So they're having a pretty bad week. Um, AbbVie was going to acquire the company for a grand. $54 billion, but now they're balking. They're getting cold feet. The news just came out, and Shire's stock cratered. They lost $10 billion in market cap in one day. So why is AbbVie backing out now? Right, so, so this is kind of like if, uh, if Gandalf had said, you know, never mind, we're not coming to Helm's Deep after all, right? <laughs> I, I mean, AbbVie was sort of supposed to come in, buy Shire for this nice, substantial, huge premium, $54 billion, and... Um, is really no chunk of change. But with the new uh, Treasury regulations that have come out around tax inversions, suddenly I'd be saying, well, you know, maybe, maybe we don't want to commit to this. We need to have a conversation about it. We're making decisions. So, so the, the big date everyone needs to circle on their calendars who's interested in this is October 20th. Mm -hmm. um, that's when AbbVie's board is supposed to meet and kind of make a firm decision uh, about Shire. So when you talk about tax inversions, my eyes kind of glaze over. So <laughs> basically the point was that AbbVie, in acquiring Shire, they would have to move their headquarters, is that correct? And yeah. then they would have an effective tax rate go from 22% down to 13%. Um, and naturally, the U.S. Treasury was like, hey, wait a second. Where are you going? Yeah. And so that so that's what, that, is that what we're talking about? When we're talking about tax inversions. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and there have been a number of other companies that have been uh, pushing this. Medtronic with Covidian. Um, you saw uh, Burger King with Tim Hortons. Um, and so with this sort of wave of inversions that's been going on, the uh, Treasury's been finally like, okay, guys, let's let's hit the brakes. Um, and you know, this Abbey Shire deal may may become a casualty of that. All right. So aside from the the tax implications here. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think about Shire? I mean, they're actually they're actually a pretty they've got a pretty decent um, what would you call it, portfolio yeah. on their own. Yeah, well, so it's interesting because Shire is it's kind of a bifurcated market is kind of how I would explain it. So they have on the one hand these ADHD drugs, which are ubiquitous, very high volume, getting out to a lot of different people. And then on the other hand, they've got drugs for um, a, a really powerful uh, orphan disease portfolio. So orphan diseases are uh, these diseases that only a few people have. Usually the drugs that uh, treat them or, or sometimes even cure them are um, have really high premium pricing. As you can imagine, if you only have 1,500 or 2,000 people with this, if a drug company is going to recoup their R&D costs, they're going to pay a lot of money. And usually insurers and governments are pretty good about reimbursing because there's only a handful of people with it, and and this is an opportunity to make their life a lot better. So um, I, I, I like Shire's pipeline. Um, it's both sort of broad and deep. You have a lot of different drugs, and um, you know a lot of drugs in kind of your different phases. And so there's 
um, a lot of diversity there and a lot of potential money to be made. I think it's a, I think it's a good company. Oh, okay. So the, the market obviously sold on the rumor well, that right. Abby was going to be, be walking away, but maybe this is an opportunity to buy? Uh, it, it may be, and, and, and that's just kind of one of those, if you, if you like the company as the company, that's when I'd say, you know, maybe that's time to go ahead and hit the buy button. Um, if you want to buy it on the potential buyout, you know, that's looking less likely maybe than it did yesterday, which is why we've seen this huge sell-off. And when you think about how many biotechs get touted as like potential buyout candidates, then a lot of them don't. And a lot of them are a heck of a lot smaller than Shire. I mean, Shire still today is sitting on a, uh, what, about a $40 billion market cap, something like that. Um, there's not that many companies that could buy it, even if they wanted to. Um, and so, you know, I would, I would go more for the, for the pipeline for the underlying business. All right. Well, let's move on because earnings season is getting underway. And yep. so far, Johnson Johnson uh, announced yesterday, announced third quarter earnings. On the surface, things looked pretty good. Sales were up 6% mm -hmm. uh, to $18.5 billion. What did you think? Well, so it was interesting because, yeah, on the surface, you look at the numbers and you said, oh, you know, sales were up. Uh, once you X out um, some businesses that they'd uh, sold off, actually up 9%, I think, operationally. Um, earnings per share were up like 10%. Looked really good. But then when you dig down a little bit deeper, it was kind of a more mixed picture. Um, the, uh, their consumer uh, products uh, business uh, was about flat. Uh, medical devices were actually down, and then pharma, as it has really for the last few quarters, really came forward and I, I think delivered something like 18% revenue growth, just really strong growth in pharma. So what was driving the growth there? Um, well, it was a lot of things. One of them was, it, well, it's, it's interesting because when you look at the year-over-year -year growth, it looks great. You look at the quarter-on-quarter -quarter growth, so compared to last quarter, it's actually pretty flat, um, even to down a little bit. So your first question is, okay, you know, all these drugs are supposed to be on the sales ramp where they're, they're getting bigger and bigger and big, but they're flat. Maybe it'll down a little bit. That's that's a little bit concerning. I mean, one quarter doesn't really necessarily matter that much. We really want to kind of see what the long-term trend looks like. But it's but it's a maybe a troubling data point. Um, Elysio for hepatitis C was a really big, uh, has been a really big part of their growth this year. It's uh, brought in about two billion dollars so far this year. The thing is that Johnson Johnson's management doesn't expect Elysio to keep making really a lot of money after this year. Um, and so it's like, well, you know, we made this money, flash in the pan, and it's gone. So then you own Johnson & Johnson. I do. Okay. What do you think about owning the stock? Um, I like it. I, you know, of, of course I do. That's why I, why I own it. But, um, you know, for me, Johnson Johnson, one of its real strengths is its diversity, right? So even if you have a single drug like Elysia, which is expected to basically just, management's been guiding for it to be kind of blown out of the water when all of the hepatitis C competition comes online over the next year, you've got Merck, you've got Bristol-Myers, you've got um, Gilead Sciences' new combo therapy, Harvoni, just kind of knock this drug out. Um, but even so, they've got a lot of other drugs that have plenty of growth ahead of them. Um, and then even, the pharma kind of pops and drops a lot. Uh, that's just kind of how pharma works. When you look at med devices and consumer uh, consumer care, even though those aren't necessarily like high growth, they're still steady. They throw off lots of cash, and that's why Johnson Johnson's a dividend aristocrat. And they've raised their dividend, I want to say, uh, over 50 years running now. So when I look at that, that, I say, you know, this is a company with a lot of staying power, a lot of diversity. It's a broad exposure to the healthcare market, um, and I think for any new healthcare investor, it's a good stock to own. Yeah, we talk a lot about owning stocks that you know are going to be around for 20, 30 years. Yeah. 
Johnson & Johnson isn't going anywhere. No, no ma'am. <laughs> as long as people get sick, Johnson & Johnson will be around. All right, well, before we move on um, to talk about your earnings season stock to watch, I want to yeah. remind our viewers and listeners that here at The Motley Fool, our mission is to help the world invest better. And we do that in a lot of ways. Articles on fool.com, where the money is, market foolery. But we also do that through our flagship service. It's called Stock Advisor, and it's run by Tom and David Gardner, founders of The Motley Fool. For the past 12 years, their recommendations in Stock Advisor have more than tripled the market's return. It's the best way to get started investing, and we have a special offer just for Where the Money Is listeners. Just text WTMI to 38470. That's WTMI, stands for Where the Money Is. Yeah. Very clever to 38470 and we'll send you a link to redeem a special offer for Stock Advisor. All right. Well, and, and even before that, I've just got to say, you know, I was a Stock Advisor member before I came on as a, as a staff member here and mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, particularly um, as I was getting started off investing, it was a really great resource. Um, and, and I'll actually tell you, I've got friends and family members who are Stock Advisor members who have just found just the number of picks, you know, you get like 10 picks a month, just really, really helpful for mm -hmm. figuring out kind of what companies are the wide moat best opportunities right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid, it's, it's, a, it's a solid service and it's a great, it's a great one to start with yeah. if you're just looking to start off investing. Because um, there's a lot of resources, not only with stock picks, but also just understanding the basics of yeah. Stock Advisor. Do you have any, any family coming to take your parents to work day? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. Well, potentially my mom. I have to figure out the figure out the, the timing still. Yeah, that's so, next week. It's next yeah, week. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> we have lots of fun stuff here at the Motley Fool, including take your parents to work day. All right. So, earnings season, mm -hmm. it's getting going. What stock are you most excited to hear about this quarter? Yeah. So I'm going to be really boring and say uh, CVS Health. You warned me. Not a sexy biotech. Yeah, you not, went boring. Yeah, I did. Well. Uh, so it's it's in part CVS because of stuff specific to CVS, but also in part kind of for the for, for broader healthcare. So I guess I'll start with uh, kind of broader healthcare and then move in. Um, so so more broadly, um, you know, CVS operates in both the retail pharmacy side um, and then also in the uh, pharmacy pharmaceutical benefits management side. So basically, their job on the PBM side, as it's called, um, is to help insurers save money on drug spending. Um, and so they will ne like negotiate with pharmaceutical companies and say, hey, you know, we've got, you know, 100,000 members uh, on this formulary, and we'll include your drug if you cut us a little bit of a deal, you know, something like that, a little volume discount. Um, and so that's what that's what PBMs do, and it's a really interesting area of uh, sort of trying to control healthcare spending and bending that cost curve to make healthcare cheaper for everybody um, and also more broadly available. And so seeing their results, I think, will tell us a lot about what's going on in the general healthcare market. Um, also, when you consider the fact that they're using their minute clinics as potentially sort of entry to primary care for a lot of folks who haven't been in that system before, mm -hmm. that's a really critical way of seeing whether the Affordable Care Act's working in its, in its desire to kind of expand um, uh, expand access to a lot of people who haven't previously been there. So, so some of these different things are going to be really interesting to watch sort of for, the, for broader healthcare understanding. More specifically to CBS, I think one of the big questions is going to be what uh, did the um, decision to forego tobacco really do to sales this coming quarter and the quarter after? Because they're guiding for an enormous hit to, to their uh, retail sales because of it. Um, and I'm going to want to see you know, whether they're able to make that up somewhere else. Maybe, maybe they win some more uh, business on the PBM side because you know, there's no mission confusion when you're saying, be healthy. 
also don't smoke cigarettes. You know right. what I mean? Right. Whereas with like Walgreens, for example, it's, well, and here are the cigarettes too. So there's a little bit more mission confusion there. Um, and, and so I think it's, it's a stock that's going to be really interesting to see sort of as the smoking cessation movement keeps, keeps moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. Yeah. As, not since I'm not a smoker, I don't, I don't care. Right. But <laughs> I guess as a shareholder, I will care. All right. Well, I think that's going to cover it for today. Unless you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's about it. All right. We'll just make one final reminder to get your special offer for Stock Advisor by texting WTMI to 38470. Also, if you have any questions to us, you're welcome to email them to WTMI at fool.com. If your loved one who works at The Motley Fool did not invite you to take your parents to work day, let us know and we'll go bug them so you can come in and hear Tom and David speak. Um, all right. Well, for Michael Douglas, I'm Allison Southwick. Thanks for listening and watching.